everybody welcome back to negro please radio i'm your host chris allen and as usual off the top i want to take the time out to thank each and every last one of you for tuning in downloading streaming however you take my podcast i appreciate it welcome if you're new this is it this is my podcast it's it's like 20 30 minutes of me just talking about different things that are going on in my life uh man where should i start uh, i guess i'll go with the milestone for those who don't know we have a 10-year-old son. His name is Miles, and I like to talk about the different things that are going on in his life. Sometimes it's big. Sometimes it's small. Sometimes it's nothing. And I got to say, man, for the last few weeks, uh, I'm very, very proud of my son. He's made a lot of strides. Uh, he's coming off one of his medications, which is good. Uh, he's excited about it. We're excited about it. Uh, it's been a little rough at bedtime. He, he gets a little anxious, but uh, a little melatonin and uh just a little bit more direction being more direct just like hey man you got to turn off x y and z you can only watch or listen and listen to one of these three things you know him and i are very very similar uh so i i try so hard not to bust his balls about things but uh, i i want to help him get into a good routine uh i want him to feel stable and secure and everything so the the direct approach does work but he doesn't like it but i think he sees the results and uh he's starting to be um a lot more open to uh different ideas and trying things so um i'm just i'm just very proud of him he's doing well in school he got straight a's he's doing well uh just like um just in general man i mean i'm just proud of him that's all I can say. I, I let him know every day that I'm very, very proud of him. It's just I've, I've seen a lot change in the last three or four months. Uh, now if I, we can just get him to go out and do more stuff with his friends, I think uh, that would be a, a, a step in the right direction. And uh, to be honest, I got to do the same thing, but this is about him right now. So I've been trying to encourage him to ask his friends if they want to do things outside of school, maybe go to jump. Uh, go to a park, uh, something like that, Cause, because he definitely needs to learn uh, some more social skills. Uh, he is learning like that Internet social shit and the Internet in real life ain't the same. So there are times we have to get on him a little bit about how he talks to people online. But uh, overall, man, he's doing a great job. He's coming off of one of his medications. Uh, the anxiety doesn't seem to be as bad as much but it is still there Uh, my wife and I were talking about it last couple of days and I I think the fact that he is good at these games he's he's good at coding Uh, his friends ask him for advice when it comes to this kind of stuff I talked about it a couple weeks ago where his friend wanted him to test play and fix one of his games and uh, that kind of stuff really really boosts his confidence and you start to uh, start to notice the anxiety and feeling bad about himself uh, to subs- it seems to subside uh, quite a bit when he's actually doing things that he enjoys and he's good at. So, and that's something I always try to tell him. <clears throat> he's always enjoyed games, but he would watch these really, really good YouTubers do these levels and 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 yeah, levels. I almost call them boards. I'm almost really dated myself by calling it a board. But he would like uh, he would watch these guys on Geometry Dash play these demons or insane demons or uh this this really really hard levels to beat and 
he's like six years old, seven years old, and he's trying to play these these levels. And I would just watch him just struggle, man, and, and he would just get upset, and I had to tell him, like, hey, you got to kind of start with the easier stuff and then work your way up. And it took him a while to get to that point, but now he's starting to play a lot more easier levels. And he'll go back and try the harder stuff, and he's getting further and further. But I had to tell him, like, hey, you, you have to do the easier stuff to learn how to play, and then you can go more advanced. I go, because doing these hard levels all the time, that that doesn't make you feel good. It doesn't make you feel like you actually know how to play the game. And uh, I just realized he has to recognize and do all this stuff on his own timetable. So I kind of just let him be, but I, I, I let him know. Like, hey, buddy, you might want to try something that's not as hard, you know. Um, but I do – I do push him to challenge himself because I have to. I have to do the same for me. I have to push myself. I have to challenge myself. But um, yeah, so that's the milestone. He's doing well. I'm proud of him. The medication, uh, his medication count is coming down. We're all we're headed in the right direction. It's just um, yeah, trying to get him out to do more activities. Band is going well for him. So uh, yeah. I'm, 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 you know what? I, I have to admit it, and this is hard to say for somebody who's been uh, a cunt their whole life and just kind of miserable. Uh, this is probably the happiest I've been in my life. Now, is everything perfect? Absolutely not. Not, not in the least bit. But I can actually say I'm, I'm happy. Uh, and um, yeah, so um, <clears throat> happy Valentine's every, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. I'm recording this on on Tuesday. It is Valentine's Day right now. All right, I got water all over my laptop. That's fun. That is great. <laughs> but anyway, it's Valentine's Day, and oddly enough, this is not a big uh, holiday for my wife. I, that shocks a lot of people. It even shocks me. But every year, I ask just in case. Hey, do you want to do anything? She says no. But uh, I still do a little something. I'm gonna make dinner tonight. Uh, make a make a nice little dinner, some, some salmon, some roasted red uh, roasted red skin potatoes, and some asparagus. So we'll have a nice evening. Maybe watch a rom com or just do something kind of special. Uh, but today, February fifteenth, this is, in my definition, I think it's the t- the coolest day uh, of work. The day after Valentine's Day. February 15th is the most relaxed, chill day at work. And look, I know that people have their birthdays and anniversaries and they do a lot of special stuff with their partners, but Valentine's Day is universal. It's for for everybody. And I feel like the night before, everybody gets to bust that nut like they want to, right? Maybe, Maybe your boss got his prostate pounded just like he likes so you might want to go into his office and, and ask for that raise because he's just a little bit more relaxed. He's a little bit more calm, a little bit more open-minded. All that stress has left his body. All right? You just got to look around your office for the people who got a little extra pep in their step. <clears throat> February 15th is the day to go in late. It's the day to take an extra an extra long lunch. Maybe Maybe your boss is a woman. Maybe this is a special day. Maybe her husband let her bang that 27-year-old Latino kid that lives downstairs, and she's in a great mood. So she's not going to notice that you took an extra hour for lunch and you went shopping. 
Uh, I, and I, I don't have a name for this day. I need to come up with one, but I, I think I think it's the most chill, relaxed day in the corporate environment. So if anybody can come up with a name for, for the day after Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, for the day after Valentine's Day, let me know. Why the hell did I say Thanksgiving? The day after Thanksgiving? I guess that's kind of a, it's kind of a saying, the day after Thanksgiving. I guess that kind of officially begins the Christmas season. Maybe that maybe that little phrase means a little something, but that's that's probably why I got it stuck in my head. Day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday. Yeah, it's a holiday. Unofficial holiday. Um All right, let me just jump in cuz I think I've already went long on the Oh, no, I'm I'm right on time. Um it was the Super Bowl this weekend. So, I'm going to give a quick congratulations to the Kansas City uh, Chiefs being the 2023 Super Bowl champions. Uh, as always, there's always controversy with the Super Bowl. People don't like the commercials. They're not original. The halftime show sucked. And, and let me let me say this. Let me say this. Middle-aged white dudes and older, guess what? Rihanna ain't for you. Get over it. And, and we get it. Fucking Chris Stapleton, is, is he's better than... He had the best anthem of all time. I get it. We we know what this is. And for all y'all who are upset about uh, the black national anthem being sang, shut the fuck up. The song has been around for over 100 year, years. Now now all of a sudden you care? Because you had to hear it for, uh, what, two minutes? You were, you were inconvenienced for two minutes. You felt uncomfortable for two minutes. And I and I see like these right wing dudes talking about we don't need two anthems. This is what divides us. Really? You think it's the song? You think it's the anthems? That's what you think it is? It wasn't the segregated schools, the neighborhood, income and inequality, all this other shit. It's the anthems. It's the songs that are dividing us. Really? The songs? It's also funny too because you hear these you hear these same people talk about how liberals are so sensitive about jokes and it's just jokes and oh you really think these kind of jokes are going to cause violence and uh you, you guys are way too sensitive but do you have the same people who think that uh these performances are satanic you're mad at the Grammys you, you thought you thought Rihanna shit was satanic it's demonic she's possessed you you think that a music performance is literally going to send the world into a downward spiral leading to an apocalypse because somebody has on a, a, a demon outfit or because they're dressed in red? Really? Cool with the jokes. Jokes are okay, but music performances, that, that's real. You're going to summon a demon by doing a dance. Like how fucking stupid are people? And I'm really to be I'm really not trying to shit on religious people, but this thing of demons and it's just like have you you don't even you don't believe in magic. Why would you believe in that? Do you, do you really think something's going to happen? <laughs> I I just I, to me it blows my mind that there's adults that think that think this way. And if I'm being one completely honest, I feel like a lot of it is fake outrage. It's it's just a way to get a certain amount of a certain group of people riled up. And like everybody else, like you tell everybody else, if you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. 
I, you know what? I'm predicting within the next two or three years. Actually, you know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it's already happening and I just don't know about it. But I, I, I'm, I, I'm going to go out on a limb and say in the next three to five years, they're going to have a conservative Super Bowl halftime show. That way no one will be offended. It's gonna, they, but they're gonna try to wrap it in like this patriotic. If you don't want to, if you don't want to hear that America isn't great, you can turn to Fox News and watch the patriotic America's the best Super Bowl halftime show where we suck America's dick and we tell America it's the fucking best ever. That's what's gonna happen in the next three years, three to five years. You're gonna have a white conservative Super Bowl halftime show, a Christian halftime show. Wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't happening on the fringes of the internet already, but within the next three to five years, it's going to be a national movement. Watch. Mark my words. We're going to see it. Um, so, yeah, just shut the fuck up about the anthem and the, and the performances. Just like you tell everybody else, stop being fucking sensitive. If you don't like it, don't fucking watch it. Point blank, period. Now we can move on to some more weird shit. Um, these weather balloons, the Chinese weather spy balloon, right? What do you, what do you, what do you, how do y'all feel about that? What do y'all think about that? Now they've shot and shot and they've shot down four. All right, one is the Chinese weather space balloon that they're claiming the one that was shot down in South Carolina. And then you have one that was shot down over Lake Huron that was octagonal, octagonal, octagonal in shape. And then the other two were the size of small cars. And one was shot down in Canada over the Yukon and the other one in Alaska. And, uh, yeah, look. Even some official from the Pentagon said he's now ruling out aliens or extraterrestrials. Now the Chinese weather one, I'll I'll give that I'll give them that one, but the other three, I don't know, man. I'm I'm open to it. It's got me so freaked out. I actually rewatched Signs uh, yesterday, and then I fin- finished it up this morning. So some little similarities. <laughs> it's kind of kind of spooky. Uh, I had a conversation with somebody about this and they go, nah, man, it can't be aliens. Why not? Why? The, the, the Pentagon is open to it. And they were and this, this guy was like, well, you know, it's just a balloon. Uh, it's nothing super advanced. It's just, but I told him, yo, I go, we send cheap, small drones into areas that we won't go in either. So how could it be any different? And honestly, and just because, there are spacefaring, you know, they could be some spacefaring people. That doesn't mean that all their technology is way better than ours. They just, they might have some shit that's weird. Maybe they feel like the balloons will be less intrusive. I don't know, but I'm open to it. It it would be weird. It would be strange because I've always said, I feel like it's going to happen, but I will never see it in my lifetime. I had a couple people in my family hit me up like, yo, what's up with these fucking balloons, man? I'm getting a little worried. What y'all think? <laughs> I'm open to it. And if y'all if y'all were paying attention, 
over like the last year, year and a half or so, the government has been letting out more information about these UFOs. Uh, I, I want to say about six or seven months ago, they released some Navy footage. I forgot the name of it. I should have looked it up. I forgot the name of the video, but they showed the shit zigzagging. It was some Navy pilot took some footage, man. So, I mean, they're, they're, they've admitted some shit. I mean, even back in the day, they were like, look, there's some shit out here that uh, we don't know uh, where it came from. Uh, could be from somewhere else. And, I mean, this is back in the 40s and 50s where they were kind of like, yeah, I don't. We're, we're we're likely not alone. Y'all know about the Roswell shit. So, I mean, Trump was talking about fucking weird UFO shit. I mean, he he made a space force. That's one thing I will say about the dude. He made the space force. He probably read some shit and was just like, yeah, we can't just not do anything. Trump read some shit, and a guy like that, he probably wanted to say more. But I think it was probably so weird. Even he was like, you know what? If I say this, it's even over for me. I, I think that's what it, what it is. That dude is so self, selfish. He goes, you know what? If I come out and, and, I, and I tell the whole truth, no one's going to care about me. Oh, oh, the whole truth. True social. <laughs> if I tell the whole truth, then no one, I won't be the guy. It'll be some other, it'll be an alien. And he ran against aliens, on aliens, illegal aliens. Maybe it was aliens of all kind. I'm starting to freak myself out a little bit. <laughs> but we'll see, man. Only time will tell. Um, I was reading some articles about it. And I will say I felt a little stupid because I'm like, man, what if in 30, 40, 50, 100 years, People look back at this time and, and they go, why the fuck did people think these were UFOs? It was just this. I, I, I find myself doing that quite a bit, if I'm being honest. I find myself thinking about how people are going to look at the times that we're living in right now. Because this is pretty wild. We think we're seeing UFOs, aliens, uh, just... All the shit with the election, the pandemic, the just it's so much weird shit going on. So much weird stuff going on right now that it's just man, I, I, I do not think that history is gonna look at this time very kindly at all. Cause you know we all done it, man. We look at people in the twenties and thirties, we go, What the fuck was wrong with these people? Were they all that stupid back then? I think this is this is the time where people are gonna where they were gonna go. They were so dumb. But I think it's worse because we have access to so much. We have access to so much. But um, <clears throat> so let me go back just a little bit. So like I said, I watched signs. And for me, it just brought back memories about M. Night Shyamalan movies. And the signs, I remember seeing, I forgot what movie I was going to see. But I do remember seeing the trailer for signs. And for me, it was one of the coolest, one of the best slightly scary trailers i've ever seen like the scene where like mel gibson is in the cornfield and he drops the flashlight it goes out he taps it and he swings it and he sees like a foot that goes back in the cornfield i mean when i saw that i was like i have to see this movie because it was the sound in the theater was so great because all you could hear was like the crickets 
the crunching of his shoes. I mean, it just sounded like when you're in the country, pitch black in the middle of nowhere. Just that dead silence was so scary. And it was uh, it's an amazing trailer, man. And in my opinion, I think it's M. Night's best movie. This is the best movie, man. I know some people are looking at me like, are you fucking kidding me? It has to be the sixth sense. And look, I get it on paper. I even I even went online and I looked up his best movies. And of course, yes, Sixth Sense is number one, followed by Unbreakable, which is great. Three signs. Four split, five knock at the cabin. And they they do his top 15 movies, uh, with number 15 being The Happening, which I was pretty disappointed in because I was looking forward to that. After I saw um, Signs, I was uh, I was hooked. And for the to go back to Sixth Sense, y'all ruined that shit for me. It was one of the greatest movie twists of all time, and everybody talked about it. So when I saw it, I already knew uh, what the twist was. So while it was great, I found myself looking for uh, noticing all the shit that Bruce Willis was doing throughout the movie. So I, I wasn't I wasn't shocked by it. Uh, great movie, but I I didn't have the uh, the the shock factor like everybody else. So that's why I would bump it down on my list a little bit. And I, I probably I think I would put um, I would go signs one. Look, people love Unbreakable, but there was just something about it for me that I just, I just didn't, I didn't buy into it like everybody else. Maybe I got to see it again. I did like it, but for me, I would go Signs. Then I'm going, and and look, people are going to be pissed at me for this one. But I, I don't know why at the time, 2004, why this one really resonated with me. I can't remember what I was watching uh, in 2004, but The Village. I thought The Village was great. So I would go Signs, The Village, um, Sixth Sense, and then I would go, um, I just missed it. Then I would go uh, Unbreakable. Those those would be my top four. Uh, I, hear, I hear his TV show Servant is really, really good. Uh, I haven't seen that yet. Uh, let's see what else. Glass didn't get through that. Old didn't see it. The visit didn't see it. Wide awake didn't see it. Knock at the cabin did not see it. Split was good. I will put that number five. My wife and I just watched that uh, about a year ago. I want to say there's one more. Oh shit! You know, oh Lady in the Water. Um, again, I will have to see that shit again. I remember being intrigued, but when I watched it, I was just like, eh. So I would have to see that one again, Lady in the Water. But I feel like, uh, and a lot of people will say this, like he fell off pretty quickly with his movies. Uh, but maybe the expectation of what he could do was a little too high. But uh, yeah, M. Night Shyamalan, he, he, had a, he had a few bangers. I got to check out Servant, but man, um, Science was great. Six Sense was, was great. The Village was great. Uh, Lady in the Water was interesting. Yeah, Unbreakable. Unbreakable. You know what's funny? Um, still talking about movies. I did my mic last night, 
And um, it just so happened somebody was trying to, they were doing a joke about, um, uh, God damn it, Fight Club. Fan of Fight Club. I like the movie. And uh, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, man, I haven't watched Fight Club in a while because there's a few things I, I really, really enjoy in that movie. There's some shots I really, really enjoy in that movie. Uh, I'm not saying it's a, but I watched it again or tried to watch it again recently. And it's, um, it just doesn't hit the same for me anymore, man. It's, it's pretty out there. I guess as a younger, angrier dude, I kind of related to that shit. But now watching it, it's kind of like, what the fuck is this, man? <laughs> again, there's still some great scenes in there, but I just do not, uh, really, that movie just doesn't resonate with me as much as it used to. Uh, maybe maybe it was it was uh, the time of the day or something I had something going on when I was watching it uh, recently, but uh, yeah, just didn't uh, didn't do it for me as much. Maybe I'm, uh, I've changed. Um, man, I had this whole thing I wanted to talk about Bill Russell, but you know what? I'm gonna save it for next week. I'm gonna save it for next week. I think I think he deserves that. But if you haven't, check out the Bill Russell documentary. I definitely want to talk about it on next week's episode. But before I get out of here, because I'm I'm way over the time, uh, I'm okay. Um, I work with my wife professionally for the first time last weekend at the Black Love Symposium and Soiree. I had a great time. I got to be honest, I was a little nervous about it because my wife, I have my wife, and then there's my wife, the professional. Two different people. Love both of them. The one, the, the work version of my wife is uh, does not fuck around. And uh, <laughs> I was afraid that I would not be able to live up to her standards. But I guess I built it up in my head uh, that I, was, uh, I wasn't going to be adequate. And uh, I got to stop doing that shit. We had so much fun. Uh, people enjoyed it. I hosted the panel. We talked about therapy and bettering ourselves and our experiences as black men, as black people, learning to accept our LGBT community. Uh, talked about uh, religious trauma. It was just fun to really flex a muscle that I don't really get to to flex or work out at all, hosting something, something that's more serious. And um, it also felt really, really good to be in a safe space. You know, because uh, doing comedy, I do I do a lot of like white rooms and some mixed rooms. And I'm I'm trying to really diversify and, and go go do more black rooms and more black stuff. And I And I had a lot of fun. You know, I'm not feeling bad about the shit I used to do or the stuff I've done because that's just where my career led me. But uh, over time, I just felt like something was missing, and uh, I had a, I had a great time. Uh, we plan on doing more panels uh, here in Charlottesville in the future. So if you listen and you're you here in Charlottesville, look uh, look out for the panels. But I, I had a lot of fun, man. It was nice seeing my wife. Um, uh, just to see her reception from people watching other women uh, watch her. And, and I could just see how she inspires other women. I see the other women look up to her, uh, just watching her walk into the room and kind of take charge. Just watching my wife be a boss was dope. I, I really enjoyed it, man. I had a lot of fun and hopefully this is just the beginning uh, for her and I working together. But um, yeah, man, I, shout out to all those power couples that work together. I get it. You know, it, it's now it's about us trying to find that balance to where it doesn't affect the home too much. So we can go out, do some stuff professionally, make some money together. But I definitely don't want to I don't want it to be so heavy to where business bleeds into the home because I, I want that to be my wife and not 
so much a business partner because when shit gets crossed and mixed together, it gets it's weird. Marriage itself is hard. When you're mixing business with it, I can't imagine how hard that shit, how hard that shit is to keep the two uh, separate. But uh, again, I had a great time. Make sure you guys follow me on all things social media, Chris Allen Comedy, and like and subscribe. I'm out. Peace.